The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on this show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. Hey, welcome everyone. Welcome to the show. I am very excited about our show today because as you well know, although we've had people on across the country from senators to NFL stars to CEOs and disability rights leaders, I always love it when it's someone from Pittsburgh because you know that's my hometown. Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Steelers, the Pirates, and the Penguins. And if you live here, you have to know everything about them, or we have to throw you out of the city. So today, my guest is a great leader in vocational rehabilitation. She is a leader in western Pennsylvania in the area of securing competitive employment for people with disabilities, and it is my great pleasure to welcome Marcy Catone, a Pittsburgh District Administrator for the Pittsburgh Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, to our show. Welcome, Marcy. Thanks, Joyce. Hello, and uh, thanks so much. It's a pleasure to, uh, to talk with you today. Well, it's a pleasure for us to have you, and Marcy, I thought, Drew, for our listeners across the country... A great way for you to start would begin by telling our guests how you first became involved in the disability community and why. Sure, Joyce. You know, when when uh, you you ask that question, I I I think of uh, I think of the the first thing we ask new staff in our office when they when they come to work here, and it's and it's pretty much the same question. We we say, why are you here? Um, and the whole reason we do that is because we all have a story. And um, to help people, we need to know our story and to be able to extend uh, ourselves uh, with them. So it, it's a great question. I'm happy to tell you a little bit about myself. Um, you know, disability, my, my connection to disability, um, I, you know, I look at it as a, a informally, informally, personally, and professionally. Um, I've certainly had, you know, and I think many of us uh, in, in the in the business have had um, our own personal connection to disability. I've had family experiences, um, and I think that's what drives us. I think that's where our passion comes from. Um, so, uh, you know, personally, I've, I've certainly been 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 affected um, uh, through family experiences, and, and uh, as I as I continued um, from an undergrad. Um, uh, student into into looking at my professional career and where I wanted to go. Um, I came from a from a background of being a college athlete and, and was passionate about that. And I knew as I transitioned into you know becoming a young adult that I needed to find something that I felt just as passionate about. And um, you know, I, I, a combination of, of personal experience and looking at graduate school, I landed into the field of rehabilitation. Um, 
uh, you know, I, I uh, went to uh, Pennsylvania State University um, in the master's program of rehab counseling, um, and you know that's where I started my career um, in rehab in, in the professional realm. Um, and from there, um, I was I was blessed to be able to to become an intern with the Pittsburgh District Office of Vocational Rehabilitation. Um, so. So pretty much, you know, a combination of my my professional and personal goals um, is is how I got to Pittsburgh, um, and and it was perfect timing. I've been at OVR ever since, um, and you know, the whole why around it for me is that, you know, I I wanted to do something and have the ability to to make a difference um, uh, with people, and um, that's. Uh, uh, that combination is is why I you know and am still working with OVR today. And uh, Marcy, thank goodness you are. My, my question is: Would you say then that's similar for a lot of the counselors in your office that they have a personal connection of some type? A- absolutely. Um, you know, it's it's the question we ask from the get go. I sit down with our new staff that come in, and and we sit there. We throw all of our our training and policy and, and and things that we need to we need to do to do a good job um, aside for a minute, and I say, tell me why you're here, and I get to know them on a personal level, and and that and that goes into the professional um, work that they do every single day, and um, I, yeah, and they usually tell me, you know, it's 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 an experience they had personally, or it's 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 a it's work experience that they've had that just just led them to continue their 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 um, professional track uh, along uh, along rehabilitation. So yeah, I would I would say a majority for sure usually give me a similar story. Yeah, that that is great. Well, why don't you tell us about your office? What what is it like? What's the mission there? And tell us a little bit about the composite of your office. Sure. Um, the Pennsylvania Office of Vocational Rehabilitation is um, is an office under the Depart- Pennsylvania Department of Labor and Industry. Um, we have uh, uh, well. First, let me tell you our mission. Our mission uh, is to assist Pennsylvanians with disabilities to prepare for, obtain, and maintain employment and independence. Um, like I said, we're, we're under the, the Department of Labor and Industry. Um, we have 21 offices uh, across the state. The Pittsburgh District Office is, is the largest office. And, and just in terms of structure of what, what we do here, we're, we're two bureaus um, that make up our office. Um, we're the Bureau of Vocational Rehabilitation Services, which, which is who I represent today. And we're also the Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services. And, and Joyce, I, I'd say uh, overall um, we have um, about, let's see, 76 to 80 staff um, working specifically to serve individuals with disabilities, um, not only in Allegheny County um, for BVRS, um, but for the blindness um, uh, division, um, we also serve nine counties in, in western Pennsylvania. Um, and, and right now in Pittsburgh, uh, under under the under my bureau, we're serving a little under 8,000 customers as open uh, customers uh, with our office. So we're a big office. We're busy. Um, we we uh, we we meet a lot of people every single day. Um, and in terms of 
the work that we do, you know, our mission is employment. Um, this, this past year, um, we've, we've successfully assisted um, uh, close to 1,300 individuals with disabilities um, into employment for at least 90 days, and a lot of those have been working uh, much longer than that. Now, when you say those 8,000 people you serve, is that across the state or is that just where you are? That's just in Pittsburgh. That's just, wow. that's, that's just my that's bureau. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's what we have currently on the, on the books right now for, um, you know, open customers. We're at various stages working with them, with our staff. Um, but, but that is, you know, that is the, the open amount of individuals that are, that are, you know, seeking services through us at, at this time. So it's, yeah, it keeps us hopping. Wow, I would say so. Well, um, Bonnie, have the people in your office, are they new? Have they been there for a long time? Um, we have in the last, I would say in the last five to ten years, um, we have turned over almost all of, all of our staff. Um, it, it's been, it's been a transition, so we have, we have, we have, um, we're a new we're we're a new group, I would say. Um, you know, I I represent. You know, I've been here for for 12 years, and and I came in right when we went, right when we first started to um, see some some people who had been in the field for 25, 30 years. You know, just timing. It was it was time to retire, and we've been sort of um, Pittsburgh. We've we've experienced that, and statewide we've experienced that. Um, so we're we're a new uh, a fresh staff working uh, at this time. Yeah, and weren't there changes in the qualifications? several years ago for, to be a vocational rehab counselor? Yes. Um, several years ago, the requirement to, to work um, uh, for the Office of Vocational Rehabilitation um, was put in place in which uh, you, you need to be a, um, you need to have a master's degree in, in rehabilitation counseling or you need to be a certified rehab counselor. And, and that's a national certification. Um, so that has really um, allowed the profession to to stay, you know, current. Um, you know, we bring in qualified professional staff who are who are versed and educated in the area of disability. Um, they're professional counselors. So you know, we we our goal there is to to obviously you know serve our customers the best of our ability so that so that they can um, uh, continue on with, with their lives and, and become successful working adults. Wow. That, that is wonderful. Okay, well, we get questions emailed to us ahead of time, mm-hmm. and here's a question from a Cindy in Meadville, and the question is, um, would you be able to tell me how you apply for a job with vocational rehab and what are the requirements? Sure. Um, we we work through the Pennsylvania State Civil Service um, Commission. Um, there, that through that website, um, there is you know there there are postings. Um, it, you have to have a master's in rehab counseling to meet the general um, um, uh, criteria, or you have to have a certified rehab counselor certificate, or you ha- and there's a third category. You have to be eligible to. To sit for the certified rehab counselor um, cer- certification, 
Um, we have a recruiter in Pennsylvania that is a full-time um, off, uh, OVR employee. Um, her name is uh, Lakeisha McLaren, and she we can connect you directly uh, to her who can facilitate and walk you through that process. Um, so I'm happy to connect with, with, with the caller in, in any way we can to, to allow for um, those opportunities. All right. Well, we have been talking to Marcy Katona, Pittsburgh District Administrator for the Pennsylvania Office of Vocational Rehabilitation. We're going to go to break, and then we'll be back with Marcy. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Each week, Jimmy Gould brings you the stories and the people that you want to hear about. Tune in to A Current Life to hear about the journey to success, how our guests became the people they are today, and the highs and lows they experienced along the way. Each hour will leave you inspired and entertained as Jimmy gets up close and personal with every week's guest and shares ideas you can identify with and apply to your own life. A Current Life with Jimmy Gould airs Fridays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in to The Hoffman Connection for inspiration, a life of passion and purpose. Hosts Raz and Grossi and Ed McClune will bring you ways to remove the blocks in your life that are holding you back. Along with their guest experts, Raz and Ed will use their experience and expertise to help you learn to get closer to what matters to you most. And by doing so, improve your life and the lives of others. The Hoffman Connection can be heard live every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. If you just joined us, we're talking to Marcy Katona. Pennsylvania Office of Vocational Rehabilitation District Administrator, and it is a pleasure to have her with us today. Uh, Marcy, we've been talking about my favorite topic, employment, so I wanted to ask you, what have you seen at OVR as the greatest barriers for people with disabilities trying to gain competitive employment? Um, well, I certainly think that there's there's a few big ones, um, and 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 hopefully the the work that we do in P- at Pittsburgh OVR helps to 
helps to work uh, through those. But, um, you know, I look at us statewide, and you know, I think statewide when we when we talk about uh, overall barriers, it's it's access to resources, and um, you know, not having certain resources, only having pockets of area, rural areas, um, and when and then when I, I I turn that around and and look at at Pittsburgh, I still think sometimes uh, that's a barrier on the flip side. It's it's access to resources. Um, not because they're limited, because we have so many. And we have so many resources, and the people that, that I come, you know, uh, involved with and talk with um, sometimes don't know where to turn or which place to turn first or which place to turn together. Um, so, you know, we, we focus on that, uh, you know, in Pittsburgh. Um, our counselor's role is, is one of, of helping pull those resources together, help, helping people um, get on the right, the right track uh, in a way that uh, allows them to eliminate some of the, uh, the overwhelming component of, oh, my gosh, there's so many places to go and I don't know where to begin. Um, so that's certainly uh, something that I think that people can get real frustrated with if they don't have the support and guidance um, and, and ability to follow through there um, with, without having those, those linkages. And, and people can sometimes get frustrated and give up when there's, when there's stuff right in front of them. So, you know, that, that's one that we look at here in Pittsburgh to make sure that, you know, we're, we're using those, we're using our knowledge base um, to, to help guide people down um, the, some roads that, that may be pretty scary um, uh, for them to do. Um, you know, I think I think another barrier right now is you know we work with individuals who are 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 most significantly disabled. You know, under our um, under our order of selection and um, federal regulation, and many individuals um, that that meet our criteria that we're working with um, are receiving services in in multiple systems. Um, and it can be very, um, again, overwhelming and cumbersome to navigate to navigate multi-system um, uh, care. And you know, our role again as VRC's uh, vocational rehab counselors um, is to to assist in in that process. Um, you know, we we're all about relationships. Um, you know, here in Pittsburgh, and we want to um, be out in the community and know the different systems that our customers are are receiving services from, and and help make those linkages to help help uh, smooth some of some of those things. Many times, the funding is connected to those systems. Um, so, in order for us to assist someone, um, you know, in, in under the services we can provide, we have to make sure that it's it's matching. Um, Goals and priorities under a different system um, that an individual is also receiving services from. So, it, well, that that is very involved. I can see why it would be confusing to someone. <laughs> I, I wanted to. I think we have a caller on the line. Do we have a caller on the line right now? Go ahead, caller. Hi, my name's Bonnie. I'm from uh, the Pittsburgh Disability Employment Project for Freedom, and we are one of OVR's uh, training partners. I was wondering, Marcy, if you could speak a little bit more about how you work with training programs like ours in Pittsburgh to help people uh, with disabilities get uh, competitive employment. Sure. Hi, Bonnie. Hi, Marcy. 
Um, uh, one of one of the things that we look at um, when working with individuals is 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 looking at individual strengths, uh, looking at their limitations, um, using using that information to help develop uh, an appropriate and uh, plan that that we in in combination, um, you know, as as the counselor and the customer feel pretty confident that there that there's going to be success at the at the end of that plan. And many times in those situations, um, we're looking at training. We're looking at um, needing to assist an individual match, um, you know, match their current ability um, and skills with some additional um, skills to to meet the to meet the demands of the of the job market. Um, we do we do work with the, the the Pittsburgh Disability Employment Project for Freedom, um, and what's what's. What's different about this training program is that it allows us to really look at um, specific customer uh, needs. Many times our, our, our um, customers um, wouldn't be as successful in a traditional training program. A two-year program, a four-year um, college university program just may not be the, the type of training that they can benefit from, that they can be successful at. So we partner with um, community providers and, and, and training programs um, to develop programs that, that can meet the needs. And, you know, the example that, that Bonnie represents is, is one of those. It's a, it's a short-term training program. It allows us to provide some very specific one-on-one training with individuals um, so that we can give them, you know, the opportunity um, as, as any other um, individual who needs to build a skill set to, to enter into um, uh, employment setting and, and, and equal the playing ground. Well, I agree with you, and uh, Bonnie, thank you so much for calling in. That was a great question, and I appreciate you following up with the show. Thank you. I learned a lot listening. All right. Keep listening. Have a great day, Bonnie. Thanks. I think that's really important what Marcy said. I, I remember when I was with the Federal Department of Labor and they said, so much monies are being spent on training dollars. However, if those training dollars do not equate in employment, what is the point? And I agree with that totally. You know, you can't guarantee everyone a job, but at least you should be headed in that direction. Or why should people be paying, you know, paying for it? And Marcy, don't you also pay for colleges? Don't you do that too? Yes, we we do. Um, one of the one of the, one of the many services we provide, and it's actually um, uh, our our top service that we provide is is some form of, of training um, for our customers. And um, we do um, if 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 it is something agreed upon in our in our individualized plan for employment that that we that we develop with the customer. Um, it. It may include um, a two-year training program. It may include a four-year college or university. And, um, you know, we, we look at comparable benefits. Um, you know, individuals obviously have to apply um, for all of the um, other Pell, FIA, um, scholarship um, dollars that are available to, you know, someone attending school. And then we apply our policy to, to assist uh, in that way as appropriate as well. Well, I think that is awesome, and I think it's great how you follow up on this. Uh, Well, Marcy, as you well know, when I was talking about barriers to employment, like you at Bender Consulting Services, of course, I am a woman living with disabilities, epilepsy, and a hearing loss. 
But we, too, focus on providing employment to people with significant disabilities. And there is, unfortunately, an attitudinal barrier. We wouldn't have this extremely high unemployment rate. Um, And one of the things that's a problem is a stigma, you know, thinking they can't do the job or the person will be weak or whatever it is. And I just wanted to ask you, what do you think we need to do to eliminate that stigma? Um, I, I couldn't. I couldn't agree with you more, Joyce. I, I think. I think that still is is one. Oftentimes, you know, it's. It, I guess it's a it's a soft barrier. Uh, you know, if I could if I could describe it that way, because it's so linked to, uh, you know, our our personal philosophies and our personal opinions and, and value systems. And you know, I, I look at it um, as we need to educate. We need to advocate and we need to collaborate. And it's certainly what we focus on in, in Pittsburgh. Um, and, you know, what, what, what most, what's most important we've done, a, a, a shift at, at Pittsburgh OVR in the last uh, year to two years, ha, has been to immerse ourselves as much as we possibly can um, in, the, in the employer community. Um, we have a, a uh, amazing um, uh, staff here uh, who has who has taken this as a part of their role, um, you know, as as professional counselors to do this. We have an amazing placement department here. We actually have two full-time uh, placement counselors um, with a full-time uh, placement supervisor um, who does exactly that. Um, you know, this this past year. Um, we we did a job fair in June um, in which we brought employers in. It was the first, to our knowledge, of the agency to to have an OVR sponsored job fair. So there were no, um, you, you know, there there was no secrets about the fact that you know the employers coming in and working with us were were committed to hiring people with disabilities. Um, you know, I, I can't speak enough about immersing ourselves in the in the employer uh, employer community. Um, employers speak different languages, and the mo- and one of the things when I talk about educate is we need to talk with employers, talk to employers about their feelings, about the myths that are out there, and make sure that they know the facts about um, about individuals with disabilities. Um, we this as you know, October coming up here is Disability Awareness Month. Um, we are, you know, we are on track to, to host another employer event where we're going to be, um, you know, uh, talking with employers and having employers who are who are um, champions in the community of hiring people with disabilities. Um, UPMC, the Pirates, Lowe's, um, Bender, yourself, um, the IRS, and West Penn, uh, just to name a few of employers that we've that we've made connections with. Um, you know, I need to talk about advocacy. Um, we need to empower our customers, and we need to empower our staff. And I think we do that every single day. Every one of us, um, you know, it comes with comes with skills and comes with abilities. And sometimes we don't know we have it. But bringing that inner and, and external toolkit um, out for ourselves um, is really important. And our staff help our customers with that every single day because in the end, you know, our customers represent themselves. They advocate for themselves. And, and I think that makes a difference, um, when you're, when you're, you're trying to eliminate, um, you know, the, the barriers that, that we face. 
Marcy, I got to tell you something. Wow, you are really good. Because I'm just sitting here and I'm thinking about all my friends in the disability community, specifically in Washington, D.C., who do not like vocational rehab and do not believe that, you know, they're helping people with disabilities gain employment. And I'm sure there are places like that. But I always tell them, oh, you, you know, you should meet the people in Pittsburgh because I have hired a lot of people from this Pittsburgh office. And if they would hear you, you would rock their world. Here we have the, the district manager talking about advocacy. I have never heard that before. So you can all see why we have a great office with Marcy as a leader right here in Pittsburgh. And I want to repeat, we have hired a lot of people from um, the OVR office here in Pittsburgh who presently, guess what, they're managers in my company because my management staff that reports up through to me through Mary and through Paula that I brought on board when I started the company are now managers that so they all have disabilities, blind or uh, wheelchair. And I'm going to tell you what, I have the greatest employees, period. But really, Marcy, you are refreshing. Oh, you well, have thank you. a really innovative, great, progressive attitude. Um, of course, why wouldn't you? You're from Pittsburgh. We should have known. <laughs> and with that, hey, listen, everyone, I'm going to go to break, and then we'll be right back with this rock star of vocational rehabilitation. We are with Marcy, and we are talking about employment of people with disabilities at the Pennsylvania Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, our own district administrator, Marcy Katona. We'll be right back. Don't go away. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Nine different energy systems make up the energy body. Energy is all around us and connects us. Energy exerts a major control over our biology and is a big reason why you should be tuning in to energy medicine and optimal health with your host, Dr. Ann Deatley. We'll explore energy balance techniques, tips, and patterns to keep your flow of energy optimal to maintain maximal health. By adopting these techniques, you will keep your energy body and physical body in harmony. Listen for Energy Medicine and Optimal Health, Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Health & Wellness. Hi, I'm Greg Grunberg from the TV show Heroes. One of my personal heroes is my son, who, like more than 3 million Americans, has epilepsy. When someone with epilepsy is having a seizure, their brain is temporarily producing more electricity than their body can handle. They can shake or stare or fall down. They can also even briefly lose consciousness. If you see someone having a seizure, please make sure they're comfortable and safe. And within a few minutes or less, the electrical overload will stop and they will be okay. To learn more, visit epilepsyfoundation.org. Thank you. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. 
If you have a question or comment, call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now please welcome back the host of Disability Matters, here's Joy Spender. And hey, welcome back to the show. We are talking today to Marcy Katona, the Pittsburgh District Administrator for Pennsylvania's Office of Vocational Rehabilitation, and it is a pleasure to have her on the show. Um, very innovative, as you will see. <clears throat> Marcy, you know we were talking about eliminating the stigma. You know what I tell companies? If you want to eliminate the stigma, I've got a good idea. Hire someone. Mm-hmm. You will not change the work face of America until you see another person with a disability working right by you, just as with the women's movement and people of color. It didn't change till they saw people working at companies or federal agencies or state agencies and saw, wait a minute, I'm wrong. They can do this job. So I love October being Disability Employment Awareness Month, and I absolutely love Disability Mentoring Day, which is the third Wednesday of every October. But I just want to say that's not enough to attend an event. You've got to hire someone. You've got to bring someone aboard. And with all the opportunities that are out here in Pittsburgh, because unlike other cities, for example, in information technology, we have only like 2% unemployment. You know, there are a lot of good opportunities right here in Pittsburgh. And if you are looking for a good employee, you should go talk to the Pennsylvania uh, Pittsburgh Office of Vocational Rehabilitation so that you can get some people referred. And I think it's really great that the counselors also want to learn from the employers because, you know, in the business world, it's all bottom line. When I hire this person, how are they going to help me? What is the return on investment? And there is no, you can be late for work. You know, there, we don't want that though. We want no pity. A vendor, we're all about no pity. And I want to say again, I have hired absolutely phenomenal people from the office uh, right here in Pittsburgh. So, Marcy, over the past 10 years, how would you describe the differences and challenges associated with the individuals you serve? Well, you know, this, this, this was a question that made me, you know, that really made me think a lot. Um, and, you know, as I, I look at um, the past 10 years and, and, and what has evolved, um, you, know, I think, you know, I think our fundamental needs in coming into to, to voc rehab um, and individuals who you know who seek our services out, you know, stay stay the same. Um, obviously, you know, individuals have limitations. Um, they they need some assistance um, to to um, to to look at those um, uh, situations that they're facing, uh, pull out their strengths, and be able to get get themselves themselves on track to to successful employment. Um, but you know. I, I think our needs have changed in, in, in some areas, and, and, I, and I guess a couple examples that that, that come to mind for me and, and the, the the work that we've done in Pittsburgh is, you know, um, uh, you know, we, you know, ten years ago, you know, we we worked with individuals with autism, but we didn't work with individuals with autism the way we have in the last five years, and 
when we look at the programs that that we that we needed and had available to assist individuals, um, you know, gain the skills needed um, to, to enter employment, um, you know, I don't know that we that we had all of the appropriate um, or or or. Uh, 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 resources uh, that that individuals uh, could benefit from. So as we start meeting and talking with more individuals, and um, you know who who have autism or are on the on the spectrum, um, you know we as an agency need to evolve and change. And you know we've done that in the last in the last year. We've worked with a community provider who has who has um, specifically developed a program specific to serve um, you know individuals with autism and on the spectrum. Um, so you know those I think are challenges as 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 some individuals who were you know individuals with autism were out there um, and, and and reaching out and needing services and you know it takes it takes some time for us as an agency to evolve and to assist to support to meet those needs um, you know I think you know I think overall you know we we're constantly being um, faced with. Um, you know, having limited resources and, you know, diminishing resources and, um, you know, our customers, um, you know, those are, those are the, the similar differences and, you know, I think uh, unique differences that happen um, over the course of time when, when, we, have, um, when we have different um, you know, funding sources um, no longer available to us. So it makes us be you know, creative um, and proactive to, to, to meet those needs. Um, the other thing I, I, I focused on, you know, in looking at, uh, at this is employ, looking at, again, the, the employment, employer-driven models. Um, I know in Pittsburgh, 10 years ago, we were not helping, um, you know, helping the way we are now with, with um, helping individuals advocate and being, uh, being just a part of the business community as, as job seekers. Um, so I think those uh, those challenges uh, for us uh, and the individuals, you know, I think it's I think it's a good match that we're able to to look at those together and, and help um, move forward instead of you know independently um, trying to navigate those those different systems. Yeah, I agree mm-hmm. uh, because boy, it's difficult enough as it is. So uh, anything to do there, I think, is so helpful. Now. Uh, we were talking before about how you do work with people with more significant disabilities. Is that mm-hmm. correct? That absolutely yes. Okay, so when you're trying to find employment for people, what is the difference you see when the person has a significant disability versus someone who does not? Um, well, I think the I think the biggest um, difference is really needing to take a holistic approach. Um, individuals living with, with very significant um, disabilities um, are, are usually requiring support and, and, and um, re- needing resources from multiple areas. Um, you know, for example, we, we, an individual can't be successfully employed um, if they haven't met their independent living needs. Um, you know, it's, it's critical. We don't, you know, we don't... Uh, my office, um, BVRS, um, does not specifically, you know, fund or 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 um, um, 
provide direct service to independent living needs, but we can't ignore that um, because as we work to develop an employment plan and training or or other additional, you know, supports, um, you know, someone that may need, um, you know, a wheelchair or, or or a modification to their vehicle, if we if they haven't met their independent living needs, then it's going to be very very difficult for us to move forward in in the employment um, area of their life. Um, you know, the other thing again, you know, I, I, I say this, you know, again, individuals with, with significant disabilities are, are most likely negotiating multiple systems. Um, you know, uh, you know, an example would be, you know, we, we have a huge transition population in, in Pittsburgh, um, that we work with and transition, transitioning youth, um, you know, 18 to, 18 to 25 years old, um, are, are transition, transitioning, um, from, from child-based care and systems um, to adult-based care and systems, many of which have been entitlement programs and now are, are, are moving into eligibility programs. So a combination of, of looking at all of those things, you know, of, of the system uh, negotiation and, and making sure that you, you, you don't drop um, the supports and resources that you have, you know, is, is, is key. And um, you know we we work in Pittsburgh. You know I'm 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 involved in a um, you know multi uh, multiple provider um, you know, work group that's that's looking at making making and improving transition for for uh, our young adults um, uh, better and uh, not really focused on 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 keeping people from from falling through the cracks um, and making sure that we understand each other's systems. Um, and that's where the professional piece comes in. If we're connected to a customer who has multiple um, disabilities and significant disabilities, and we don't understand what all those other systems do, um, we're not going to be a very good resource to them. So it's on us, and it's our responsibility to learn that and educate each other, um, so that we can um, so we can help that individual access all of the appropriate um, supports that they that they have available to them. Yeah, wow, that is awesome. That is. So, for example, Marcy, people who are blind or deaf, mm-hmm. this is a more significant disability. I know myself, we have hired many people who are blind or deaf, but I know that initially when I work with a company, because, of course, they're on my payroll and I pay all the health care and they're on an assignment, and then if they do a great job, they join the company, or if I work with the federal government, I'm paid up front. Mm-hmm. But no matter who it is, when you first set, refer someone who is blind or deaf, you know, there is apprehension by many. Mm-hmm. How do you deal with that? Well, uh, you know, my, my first response to that always is it's about, a, it's about relationship building. Um, we're, we're excellent resources to employers. And when I tell you we immerse ourselves in, we, we make ourselves available to employers to understand, uh, to know that they have experts in the fields. To, to consult with us, to ask questions. Um, that's what our placement department does. That's what our counselors do. Um, so, you know, when we look at an individual who's blind or deaf, I, you know, that's that's obviously, um, you know, very uh, a very apparent disability. Um, I think it, it lies in people's, um, you know, people don't have experience, so there's discomfort there. 
And I think the first thing is to, to help people understand um, what, what they don't understand um, with some basic, uh, you know, some basic uh, uh, conversations about, you know, how, how an individual, you know, na- how an individual um, who's blind, you know, um, uses, if, if they're using a guide dog, if they're using, you know, using a, a, a cane, it, you know, how to assist them with walking, um, you know, just some basic things to help, help ease that. Um, but, you know, I, I think, you know, you talk about individuals who are blind or deaf, and then we also have individuals who are deaf-blind, and that, you know, that is, that is our you know, probably the, the, the most significant disability in, in terms of the challenges that, that comes with it. And, um, you know, we, we work with programs that, that specifically, um, you know, have a deaf-blind program, um, uh, BBRS Pittsburgh, um, the Blindness and Visual Rehab Services of Pittsburgh works in conjunction with our, uh, our office, um, our Bureau of Blindness and Visual Services, who Rich Fisher uh, is my, is my uh uh, colleague and counterpart uh, to uh, he's the DA of BBVS. Um, you know they have a program that works on personal adjustment to blindness, job readiness, um, and and it's really about you know they, them working with employers to go in and to to help uh, help employers understand the assistive technology that's available, the the just the overall etiquette that's available. But in the end, Joyce, as you know, it comes down to we focus on the ability. Can they perform the essential functions of the job? And it really comes down to help and throw away all those those fears and barriers and unknowns to to help uh, you know the employer um, see that this is a qualified individual who can perform the essential functions of the job. And hey, look, here we come with with you to un- with you the customer and them the employer to help them understand these. This is the assistive technology. It's often you know low cost. Um, things that we can do as an agency to support that employer. Um, so a combination of all those things, you know, it, it takes work, and that's where I go back to. It's all about the the education and advocating and collaborating with everyone that that has the same um, the same interest, and that's employment. You know, employers want qualified people that are going to come do their job, um, put in their time, um, you know, make make a contribution to their company. And um, you know, and stay, and and those are the type of individuals that that we work with every single day. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're and 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 what we say is, you know, and you have you have a team a, a, attached to it. You have a team of qualified you know people that can can consult with you. And it, like you said before, you just have to hire someone. You have to expose yourself. You have to experience it. And, and then you and then you see how um, you know some of those fears and, and worries really um, are, are nothing. Right, that's right. Well, Marcy, wouldn't you say the one thing that has really helped are all the advances in technology? Because I always tell people, remember, technology has really leveled the playing field for people with disabilities, such as technology for people who are blind or video relay. Can you talk about that for a minute? Absolutely. Um, we, we are a technology world. We know that. We, you know, it's, <laughs> we can't really go anywhere without people, you know, people having their iPhones and Blackberries and, and everything else. And, and it's been, you know, that, that 
evolution of, of us just overall has, has certainly, uh, you know, helped uh, the disability community. Um, you know, I, I guess the first thing I think about is, you know, how many things um, out of universal design are, are being, you know, are, are being made available to us. Um, you know, basic basic things that um, that that we can access um, uh, on on you know our general um, retail devices, um, and you know that that's that's big. That doesn't work for everybody, but that's big because you you got a range of people that that I will tell you will not use a piece of assistive technology because it makes them look different, because it's bulky, because it's scary. And just the fact that we have that ability here, um, you know, at 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 a, at a you know at a, a universal type of access um, really helps a, a, a group of individuals um, who who may choose um, to not take advantage of that. Um, you know, more specifically and more advanced in terms of technology. Uh, yeah, I can certainly speak to that. Uh, we in Pittsburgh. Um, we do have an assistive technology coordinator. It's one of my supervisors here that um, that, that coordinates that, and he, he acts as the, the consultant and, and expert in, in our office to, to work with our counselors and customers. And what he uses is the, is the HAT model, um, and, and basically it looks at the individual or the human. Um, we look at the activity. What's the person looking to accomplish or perform? And what piece of equipment or assistive technology can they can they use to perform that activity? Lots of times, you know, we you know, people want all the bells and whistles, and you know that can that can overload us and not accomplish our our uh, our goal. Um, so we really want to look at, you know, what, what what are the barriers? What do we need to do? And and what can help us um, fix that? Um, and you know, just some examples um, of, of of places we've been able to go because of technology is you know individuals with reading disabilities. Um, you know, people who are in college um, having to keep up with reading assignments, comprehension. We have text-to-speech software. We have we have the ability to um, uh, to define uh, define text um, in an organized and a manageable way, so that so that individuals um, who who learn differently um, can still benefit and 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 succeed. You know, at at the college level, and that, and and that transfers into you know work settings as well. Um, Individuals with physical disabilities, uh, we have an example of, um, you know, someone that, that uses a power wheelchair, um, but that, that chair can convert from seating to standing. Um, so someone who may never have thought could perform in a kitchen where you're required to be mobile and get to places, go to stoves, shelves, cupboards, things like that, um, the individual has the ability to do that. Um, and, 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 you know, it's, it's, it, it exists. Um, we, have, we have chefs using, uh, using a, a, a power wheelchair for mobility, and they're successful at doing that. Um, you know, vehicle mods, you know, is, is huge. Um, it allows, you know, individuals who, who, um, you know, who may ha- have not have the ability to, um, you know, get from point A to point B, you know, in terms of commute to a job, um, and, and overall personal transportation. And, you know, individuals who don't have that ability to, um, to drive and, and, and be independent in that, 
can can have employment limited um, or have employment opportunity totally um, diminished. And, you know, the, the technology that we have in that area uh, has allowed, um, you know, our, the successes that, that, to, to develop. Um, overall computer access, um, you know, huge for people with manual dexterity problems. Um, being able to... Um, to have speech to text and other computer access uh, technology, um, you know, allows allows individuals who who you know without this would not be able to to work, um, you know, in in those type of vocational settings. And you know, the fact that we're so connected by technology with computers and cell phones and everything else, um, you know, would really without without these advances would would not allow us to to um, you know. To, to be doing normal day-to-day activities as well. Um, well. Well, Marcy, I want to make sure that I that I know we have to soon close the show, but these last two questions I have asked everyone over the past nine years, even though people tell me the next one is one of the hardest ones to answer. <laughs> but my question is, you've already done so much in your life with, with this position you have. What would you consider your greatest accomplishment? Oh, Joyce, this is this is the hardest. This is a hard one to answer. Um, I, you know, I, 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 you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to toot your own horn. But uh, you know what what I would say is 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 be be having the the the, the great opportunity to be the DA here in Pittsburgh. Um, Joyce, you've met me. I'm I'm young. Um, I, I'm you know I'm I'm fresh in my career, and I have many many years to. Uh, to uh, to contribute and and to um, bring um, to the work that we do and hopefully um, influence um, for the better a lot of people's lives. So uh, I'm I'm blessed to have that opportunity. I'm blessed to have the opportunity to work in Pittsburgh and to work alongside all of you know we have we have staff of you know professional staff and clerical administrative staff. We have about 88 people in my office. And you know I, they they teach me and push me every single day, and you know I I I have the opportunity to be in this position, and it didn't come without hard work, and you know and I and I recognize that, and I and I you know I think that's very important. Um, but now that I'm I'm in the position, and and I and I have the opportunity to to serve and and to support our staff and our customers, um, who. Who, who look to us and, and need our support, um, you know, I, I, I think it's a blessing. It's a, it's a gift and it's a blessing that I can, that I can do that um, and that I can continue to, to hopefully um, um, have an opportunity to, to change, uh, help people change their lives for the better. Well, I know you will. By the way, Young, if you meet her, you'll think she's 18. <laughs> she is very youthful in appearance, but, of course, makes a great appearance. So, Marcy... What message would you like to leave with our listeners today? Um, Joyce, I really would like to leave that um, that you know we we all have a story, and um, it's it's important that um, no matter where we are in that story, um, that you know, that we know that um, we have the ability, we have skills um, uh, to 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 get to where we need to go. Um, people walk in our doors every single day and they don't have hope. They don't know um, what they're going to do next. They may 
um, be in jeopardy of losing houses or 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 other things that are important to them because of you know the the disability that they acquired or the disability that they've been struggling with since the time they were born and and if 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 we sit back and listen to that story as 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 employees and, and professionals at, at OVR, uh, you know, I think we have the ability to to help someone, um, you know, move toward where they need to go. And you know, it's it's all about um, what's inside of us and what we have on the outside in terms of resources out there. Um, it's it's a it's a combination. Uh, you know, I I look at it as a as a as a combination of an internal external external toolkit. And when you have people in your life that can help you pull those things out, uh, you can certainly, um, you can certainly, uh, you know, in, in terms of what the work that we do, find employment success. Um, obviously, it goes a long way beyond that, um, but that is why we're here. And, and it starts with us being in the room with the person and, and putting ourselves there and, and helping them carry out their story um, to, to, to reach something um, better and more successful. Well, Marcy, you are a blessing to all of us and to people with disabilities. You are a great leader, and we will all watch you continue to grow and shine and lead the way right here in our great state of Pennsylvania. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you so much, Joyce. It's a pleasure to to be here. Thanks again. Okay, so before we go, we end the show with a quote from someone about disability, a leader, a civil rights leader, or a business person. And today's quote is from William Brennan, who said, Congress acknowledged that society's accumulatedness and fears about disability are as handicapping as are the physical limitations that flow from actual impairment and from people like Marcy We're going to change that. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice, where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Internet Leader and Talk Radio, Voice America.